Green Scene on the Pat Kenny Show with AIB, working alongside Irish communities towards a low-carbon future. We pledge to do more. In the green scene today, the single microbe helping corals survive global warming. But next, uh, first of all, we're going to talk about a very important breakthrough, the discovery of a brand new class of antibiotics. We're joined by Dr. Ruth Freeman, Director of Science for Society at Science Foundation Ireland. Ruth, good morning. Good morning, Pat. A new antibiotic. I know this isn't something we hear about that often, um, which is sort of surprising given that antibiotics are one of our most common medicines and we really rely on them. But it's been a real challenge for science to develop new antibiotics. Uh, And we haven't had a new one against particular kinds of bacteria for nearly 50 years. And of course, part of that is because there isn't really a great financial incentive for companies to develop antibiotics because if they do develop one, the first thing the healthcare system wants to do is lock it away and only use it when all other treatments This is failed. because of antibiotic resistance is rising and therefore if they've got a new weapon... Uh, they don't want it to become also subject to that antibiotic resistance. That's exactly it. And, and of course, antibiotic resistance is the big issue. You know, we see, you know, five million people a year now dying where we have antibiotics failing. And in particular, this well, there's what I mean, there's a number of groups that people will have heard of, like MRSA. But there's another bug. And, and normally it lives actually happily as one of the hundred trillion bugs in our gut, helping us to stay healthy, digest food, do all those kind of things. But it can get out into other parts of our body, like our blood, our urinary tract and it can cause infections that are really, really difficult to treat. Um, now, as we're talking about bugs, they don't have common names. It's a, called a carbapenem resistant Acinetobacter baumii, but luckily we call Glad it crab for short. Baumanii, <laughs> uh, we call it crab for short. But it is a significant cause of hospital-acquired infection and it is a class one pathogen as, as classified by the World Health Organization. But one of the reasons why it's so tough to treat is that it's what we call a gram-negative bacteria. And there's really two types of bacteria, gram-negative and gram-positive. And they're called that because of the way the early scientists stained them in the lab. But but what gram-negative bacteria have is a very tough cell wall. And it's composed of this structure called lipopolysaccharide. And, and that, that's obviously much harder for antibiotics to penetrate. And with these crab bacteria, they actually have a double layer of this okay. lipopolysaccharide. So they're particularly tough. Um, so, so there was great, um, you know, delight to see that this new new sort of pre-antibiotic could, could really be effective against these crab bacteria. So it's called Zazerobalpin and it was developed by Roche in Switzerland. Um, and, and it's very, very clever because what it does is it disrupts the pathway for this lipopolysaccharide or LPS as it's been made in the cell and being transported out to create these tough cell walls. It basically disrupts that transport okay. pathway. So the LPS builds up inside the bug and it actually becomes toxic for the bug itself. Um, so we haven't got it in humans yet, but it's been used in human samples. Um, so humans uh, in, in vitro in the lab, but not in live humans. Uh, and it's also been used in mice and it's been found to significantly reduce the number of bacteria in mice and in fact cure sort of sepsis as it's developing in mice. Now this is uh, aimed at crab particularly but uh, will they develop a whole class of antibiotics that will target other things that are currently resistant. Well, that would be the hope that this might be usable against other kinds of gram-negative bacteria because all of them, of course, have this tough cell wall, which is part of the reason why they're so difficult to treat. Um, so obviously, look, we're not there in humans yet. We probably have another five to ten years to go, but it's a really exciting breakthrough that yeah. we haven't seen for, for And why years. are Roche doing this if there's no money in it? Really? Well, of course, what's happening now, because of the global issue of antibiotic resistance, governments are putting new incentives in place. 
place. So what they're saying to companies is we'll do things like share the cost or in fact, we, you know, we will ensure that you do get a return through some kind of payment yeah. plan, even if we're, we're, you, if we're you locking the If you have a silver bullet, um, so what if it's a bit more expensive? You know, if you can get normal antibiotics, which are cheap as chips these days, many of them generic now, um, but you've got a silver bullet that's going to really work if you have to pay €100 Euro a pill instead of 50 cent a pill, doesn't that make sense to save a life? Uh, of course. And look, these things cost hundreds and hundreds of millions of euros to develop. Um, but but that's why we need to have, you know, the right kind of public health economics to, to dish them out in the right way and, of course, not give mm. them out when we don't need them. Now, some people will look at a coral and think it's a rock. It is a creature. It is a living thing. And some of them are not doing very well during global warming. That's right. And of course, we've talked a lot, Pat, about ocean heating and corals are one of the bellwether species. And of course, they're really little colonies of species that all live together and create these amazing shapes and colours. Um, but one of this is new study that, that's been looking at corals in the Mediterranean um, and, and it's identified that, in fact, a little bug might be helping coral to be more resistant to temperature changes. Um, so researchers collected samples of a common coral that you find around the Mediterranean mm-hmm. uh, and they looked at heat stress. So they took the coral and put it in different kinds of tanks and they gradually heated up those tanks to see how well lots and lots of different samples of this coral did. And of course, depending on the condition of the coral and the size, different samples did, 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 did uh, fared better or worse in the different temperatures. But they found one common variable as they turned up the heat from 18 degrees to about 25 which was that corals that had more of a particular microbe living with and around them, uh, this little microbe called a syndineal, um, those seem to do better. And a syndineal is a little microbe. It, it looks just like a little cell, but it has two little whips coming out of it, which help it to swim around in the water. And it wasn't really understood what this, this little microbe did. We thought perhaps it infected other small species uh, like a parasite in the water. Yeah. But, but here it seems to be helping. And this is really great because the type of coral that we were looking at here, Paramorcia clavata, it's a common coral in the Mediterranean. And anyone who's travelled to the Mediterranean over the last decades might have noticed it was much more colourful under the water yeah. in the Mediterranean than it, is, than it is now. And this coral has suffered from mass die-off and bleaching. So it's normally a lovely vibrant red colour, but now a lot of it, about 80% okay. so, of it is... So can you introduce this um, little microbe to all the coral or might there be unintended consequences? Well, of course, you, ne- you never know if there, if there will be. And, and possibly what's happening is that as the temperature heats up other pathogens are doing better and things that are more damaging to the coral. But this little bug is, is maybe helping to keep them in check if it's part of the ecosystem as well. So it could just be a marker of a healthy ecosystem, which the coral is going to like. But I think it certainly warrants more exploration because we are seeing people seeding new coral beds and also trying to keep corals healthy in captivity. Uh, so maybe we can introduce them one day when the temperatures are, are more um, sort of yeah. attractive for them and in the oceans. why are corals so important? Well, corals are ecosystems for many, many different creatures. And of course, that's what we're seeing when they die off and are bleached. Then, in fact, not, not only do we lose the coral, but we lose a lot of the other little creatures that live on and around them as well. Mm. So it's really important that we try and protect them. OK, very good. So something that we thought might be harmful, in fact, is beneficial to corals. Um, Ruth, thank you very much for joining us. That's Dr. Ruth Freeman, Director of Science for Society at Science Foundation Ireland. Green Scene on the Pat Kenny Show with AIB, working alongside Irish communities towards a low carbon future. We pledge to do more.